Welcome to Rich Conversations. What a special day today is. We can use some special days these days, can't we? My third book, Primary Ponderings, was released. It's available on Amazon in paperback and ebook. The philosophy in this book changed my life, and I hope that it can add some brightness to yours. Primary Ponderings was essentially triggered by one particular event and followed by many small things. I grew up on a farm in rural Wisconsin, and even though I live in Chicago, I still go back home to help out during the planting and harvesting seasons. In May 2018, I was involved in a tractor accident. So I'm on this tractor that I've, I've driven for years, many years, you know, since I'm like 13. And I'm in this field, and I hear, I hear this loud pop. Smoke immediately just shoots out. And I'm approaching a tree line, so I shift into neutral, and by the time I look back up, the flames are already by the cab. My heart drops, and I, I honestly think this is it. Without hesitation, I open the cab door and just jump through the flames. And I know I'm going to get burned, and I just jump. What's interesting is that a week before this happened, I met up with a friend visiting town. And during our conversation, we discussed what it meant to live a rich life. My name is Rich, as you're aware, and you know, so the main association with my name is money, Rich. But, but I see it as abundance, high value, quality, you know? And uh, so at the time, at the time we were having this conversation, I desperately wanted to live a richer life. I just, I just didn't know how, and I felt like my life had gotten complacent. And you know, I actually had thoughts about like the possibility that the dreams I've had my entire life wouldn't come true. Well, a near-death experience will certainly light a fire under you, literally in my case. Almost immediately, everything superficial evaporated. We humans and society seem to have this tendency to distract ourselves and Avoid the most important concept, this ends. And so the biggest question confronted me, what does all of this mean? I began asking questions about my life. Why, you know? For whatever reason, I thought I could find answers in books. So I checked out like the 50 book max at the library and I read. I'm not sure which one I started with, but you know, soon I ran into this problem that I, I wasn't getting through them quick enough so then I committed to reading one book a week. And my, my curiosity just consumed me. And I'm still doing it now. Every book leads into another. There'd just be like a line or a name in one book that would just make me want to learn, learn more. And it, it's been this journey. I took on this philosophy that my life is a puzzle. And before my time ends, I have to complete the puzzle. The caveat is that I know that I'll never complete it, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So I'm on this quest. And a puzzle piece is a big idea or knowledge that I was previously unaware of. And it, it just fits. It fits in the puzzle. It helps me understand the world just a bit more. There's like They're almost like revelations. And on my adventure, I've learned that the easiest and most surefire way to acquire a puzzle piece, for me, is through reading a book. The next will probably be travel and then conversations with people. It's rare for me to discover a puzzle piece in a song or a movie or TV show, 
But it's, it's trained my mind to always be open and always listen to other people and always keep your eyes open to observe and notice things all around. So while asking why, I looked around my apartment. Here, I was surrounded by these primary colored paintings that I made. Why, why did I do that, you know? And before the tractor accident, I, I would say I lived in darkness. And I think everyone has a different word for it. Depression, overthinking, anxiety, etc. you know? And to me, darkness is whatever's preventing me from living the life that I truly want to lead, being the person that I truly am. You know, whenever I read articles or books written by doctors or nurses caring for dying patients, the top regrets are always the same. And it's like, honestly, I don't know why we don't think about this more. But the biggest regret is always, I wish I had the courage to be myself. I think I surrounded myself with the primary colors because I wanted to feel like them. But I lost the courage to live like them. They reminded me of simplicity, boldness, optimism. That's how I wanted to lead my life. So how do I change that? That's the big question, right? I thought it was by taking one small step forward each day and hope that they add up. So I practice every day. If I want to make an impact in the world, it can only start with myself. And I can't ask someone to do something I don't already do. Coincidentally, the day before the tractor accident, I signed up online for a membership at the Art Institute of Chicago. And the next week when I visited, it just like challenged my perspective. I used to think art was, was pretentious, you know? So growing up on a farm, I'm not exposed to art. Uh, you know, I'm into sports and stuff, you know? Uh, I never thought art was for me, but I kept visiting and visiting. I just, I loved it. It, ma it made me feel a certain way, but I couldn't put my finger on it. And then slowly, I began realizing that art is just an expression of ideas. Art museums are just a display of ideas from history. That's cool. I think that's really cool. I've always loved history, but I never actually thought of it that way. So in this space, you see what people endured and what they believed and what they hoped. And even though we're living with borrowed time, our ideas can survive us. Art is just a medium to express something. So all of a sudden, I'm realizing that art is everywhere. The building styles all over the city are saying something. The park bench, the fonts on the street signs, the interior of the CTA train, it's, it's all art. I'm surrounded by it. It's beautiful. I was going to the Art Institute like every week. Any reason to go, I'm there. So I'd learn more and more about history and life each time. You know, I'd see something and then look it up and research it at home or read books or watch documentaries about it. Something made me curious though. The contemporary wing. There'd be art and I'm just like, I can do that. I can't do that specifically right now, paint like that, but I can express myself. So I go to the museum stores and I look at the art books. That's how I'm gonna do it. That's how I'm going to express myself through art. So the idea became, I'm going to create art using the primary colors and instead of a plaque explaining the art, I'm going to write a life lesson that I've learned or a philosophy 
that I'm living and practicing. And that, that was last summer. I bought colored pencils and, and paper and began sketching these images of like cliche things like a tree, sunglasses, waves, spiral, clock. And I just spent the afternoon in uh, the Lurie Garden in Millennium Park downtown here in Chicago. And I contacted a friend, uh, George Wonsom. I knew he had experience using Adobe Illustrator to create flyers and things. So I told him about my idea and we started meeting once a week. I told him what I was thinking and then he would create something similar. And we'd make about like three, three of these art pieces every time we met. But then I grew too excited. So I visited the museum even more. And then, and then I would go to the libraries and just grab stacks of art books and just flip through them like a maniac. And more and more, I realized that I, I like certain art and I hated others. Perhaps some would say this would be taste. My taste in art, right? My attention shifted to modern art. So I, I devoured like any nugget or knowledge out there about specific people. I learned about this woman, Bridget Riley from London, and she was a pioneer of optical art. So a lot of her, a lot of her art looks like trippy and plays with your eyes. I really like that. And then there's uh, the Bauhaus school from Germany. It started in 1919. And um, so the European style was flamboyant, you know, and they thought art should be for everyone, simple and functional. Less is more. Everything is made out of shapes and you can communicate ideas through shapes. Even children can understand shapes. So this, these are some of the people like uh, Joseph and Annie Albers influenced me. And actually the Nazis shut down the Bauhaus in 1933. So they came to America, specifically Chicago, and it became the new Bauhaus. I learned about uh, Andy Warhol. It helped that the Art Institute had a big exhibit about him recently. Uh, there's no particular piece, but the concept of pop art, I, I just love the brightness of it and the unpretentiousness of it. It's fun. And um, I also used a, a concept from Bernard Pifferetti, if I'm saying that right. Um, so he, like in some of his art, he like doubles it. So it's like side by side. And I think it, I think, I think it makes it more interesting. And then Stuart Davis paintings, they're kind of like shapes randomly, like almost looks like construction paper a little bit and they're just kind of like all over the place. So that, that a little bit too. But by exposing myself to a wide selection of art, I learned what appealed to me most and what I found attractive. I like simple and hard edges. I like brightness. And I, I learn about myself just by being aware of these characteristics. Like, oh, that's right. I love discipline and being creative within boundaries. And I don't like art with no direction or dark colors. I don't like chaos or the avant-garde really. Vincent van Gogh interested me, uh, not particularly his style, although I love, I love the style, but his story. I read his autobiography, Dear Theo, which is uh, a compilation of, of letters to his brother, Theo. It's, it's unbelievably passionate and beautiful. And like finding beauty in the mundane and everyday life, it, ins it inspires me. So now I have this goal to take a photo with every publicly displayed Van Gogh self-portrait in the world. There are 33 of them. Six are in the United States, and so far I've done five. So one in Chicago, New York, DC, and then Paris has two. So I got five so far. 
So I got I got super into art and I got so excited that it became difficult for me to wait a week to work on the project. So I started teaching myself how to use the program. So I'd spend my Saturday nights from like seven in the evening to like four in the morning just making art and having a great time. It, it just felt so free. I felt like a kid again. I was I was so happy. And like during this time, I, I just listened to like upbeat, dreamy kind of music, Harry Styles, uh, Miami Horror, like those two mainly, but like new disco feels and like groovy vibes, you know, just like having a good time. And you can kind of see it in the, the brightness of it. It's very like upbeat, you know? And then like everywhere I went, I kept my eye open. And so like random scenes and patterns struck me and I take a photo of them and then replicate them in my own way. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. I went to New York and uh, visited my friend Joe, who's the art director for Primary Ponderings. He has a remarkable eye for aesthetics and awareness within creative environments. I'm fortunate to have someone that talented to look over my work and provide input on a project like this. You guys will meet him soon, actually. Uh, he'll be on the podcast in the near future. And while, while in New York, I observed the buildings and patterns around me. And for the most part, actually, they're pretty similar to Chicago. And I'm curious if that's an American thing or if it's because Chicago is kind of modeled after New York. Hmm. But when I was in New York, I made trips to the, the Whitney and Guggenheim and MoMA. I got value from that, too. As the creation process came to a close, I visited Paris. I always wanted to go to Paris. And um, I actually went there for uh, a basketball game to see Giannis and the Bucks play there. But while I was there, of course, I had checked out the art and uh, museums and everything. And there are four pieces in the book designed during that trip. And it's, it's interesting how just being in a different place helps your eyes see things clearer or notice differences in what you normally see. The architecture and the style is just, it's just uh, different than you're used to, you know? And so one of these four pieces is the cover and it's called Flesh. And I think it sums up the book. So while, while I was over in Paris, my phone was stolen on the Metro. And, you know, I wish I could tell you more, but it just happened. And I've, I, yeah, like I felt like an idiot, but it's just a phone. It's just, it's just a thing, you know? And I'm unharmed and fine. It sucks, but you know, acknowledge it. It happened. Don't get angry and don't keep thinking about it. Just take the necessary steps and move on. Move forward. So I kept that in mind the rest of the day. And at night, I was at this barbecue restaurant. The name of it was called Flesh. So while I'm sitting at my table, I noticed a man at a table about like 20 feet from me. And his back faced me. And he wore, he wore a tattoo on his tricep. It was, it was like this uh, rectangle with shapes in it. And so I, so I took out my notebook and I scribbled it in. And then when I returned to my hostel, I made it on my computer and uh, it turned out to be the cover. So like anything physical can be taken from you, but not what's inside. A bad thing might happen to you, but if you stay positive and focused, good can come from it. I took small steps to get better every day and to train my mind to be strong. I notice results all the time now. 
And I'm not going to lie, though, it, it took a while, but I believed that I was on the right track. And the lessons and philosophy and primary ponderings work. This book is about light, and light is self-acceptance. You decide who you are. Accept it, and then embrace it. That's, that's it's, it's love. You'll experience in unprecedented freedom, one that can never be taken from you. Primary ponderings is my expression of love.